Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Rachel and Adam. How's everyone tonight? Doing good. A little tired, but we're good. Good. I'm doing How about good. you, Adam? I'm okay, Chris. How you doing? Oh, good. I'm good. And I think you might be a little tired, Adam, because you spent, what, two and a half hours in Disney and then went home? Two and a half hours in Disney and then nine hours at Orlando International Airport waiting to go home. Okay. Okay. And we'll explain why later. However, I think we're going to do a few news stories first, and then we'll just move on to kind of the interesting thing we both did a couple days ago. Okay. So, Rachel, you've got an interesting one about living with the land. Yes. Uh, Living with the Land is my absolutely my favorite ride at Epcot. And I I just, I don't know why I love it. I think partly because it changes. And recently it had a big change. Uh, There are three big video screens as you're on the boat going around. And they used to show all these films from the 80s. But recently they were updated and it's bright vivid colors and just the the scenes from Japan as well as America, everything is fresh and updated, and I cannot wait to ride it in a couple of weeks. Did either of you get to ride it while you were there? No, I remember you and I were talking, and I was going to. I walked over to ride it, and I was like, "Oh gosh, this line is crazy." <laughs> so I just went ahead and, and left. Um, plus, I was meeting some people for dinner, so it was a little bit of a schedule going on there. Um, but I'm looking forward to it as well. I really like that attraction. It's kind of, you know, you can almost always get a fast pass for it, obviously, but it's, it's just kind of a fun way to spend some time and it is air conditioned. So that and Spaceship Earth are the last two edu edutainment rides in, okay. uh, in Epcot. I kind of hope, I, I think this is a good sign that they've updated it, which means they're probably not you know, there was a rumor floating around a couple of months ago that they're going to close the land pavilion and, you know, demo it. And, like, why would they do that? Like, they have a living, breathing um, greenhouse with plants and a ride and a restaurant and then Soren And why would they yeah. do that? And this helps because they're, if they're going to update, you know, simple, even something that should have been updated a while ago. But still, if they're going to update it, um, I was there in July... And they had just cut down the big palm tree that was in the main the main greenhouse. And when I took the behind-the-seeds tour, they told us that eventually the big palm tree would have to get cut down because it's growing too tall and they can't change the roof of the greenhouse. So that was really sad. So I, and I remember going right past it, and there was a big hole in the ground, and they said, you know, this sign, like, this area is being reimagined for your future entertainment or something like that and uh they had just cut it down like the day before or that that day or something did they cut it out or did they take it somewhere and you know like plant it somewhere else no it was too big to to, yeah i don't think they could angle it i think they had to chop it down because you know they have a lot of well yeah I guess that would make sense to be hard to get it out of there because yeah. they know like they grow their trees pretty tall all over property and then you know they have like different places where they grow trees and then they move them you know around and stuff so yeah. well that is sad that's always sad yeah um, but on a happy note I will tell you just with this ride I always tell families with my that I uh, the clients I book for uh, I said take your kids on this because you know, so many children nowadays, they only see food in a grocery store. 
Yeah. And they don't see how it's grown. And especially when Parker was three and four, he would get so excited riding through there. And he's like, Mom, Mom, bananas, bananas, they're on a tree. You know, you don't see that, have this opportunity often to see how our vegetables and our fruit are grown. And then when you've got the tomato plant that set a world record for a number of tomatoes on one plant or those eggplants that are enormous, I just, I think it's so exciting to ride it with little kids and see just what they think is kind of miraculous, yet it's so simple and we take it for granted. But, I mean, I, I just, I think it's a great opportunity to experience something real with your children. Yeah. And it is educational and it's fun. And, you know, I, I will say my kids kind of complain when they have to go in there, but then as soon as they're in there, they like it. So, and it's always something new because they're always growing something different in there. So. I love when they do the pumpkins. Yeah, the and pumpkins are fun. Yeah, making them into the Mickey pumpkin. And then they yeah. do a lot of Christmas things as well. And they'll put a snowman and different things. Yeah, the Christmas things are cute. Okay, well, that's that's good to hear. I'll make sure I go in there like next week, actually. So, all right, Adam, what's your story? Okay, so the Vicky's Not So Scary Halloween Party started on August 16th or something yes. like that, right? Yep. Just in time for Halloween, I was a little worried, <laughs> to be honest. We weren't going to get a chance to do that this year. Uh, yeah, just in time for sweating through your costume. Mm-hmm. But uh, so if if you if one party is not enough for you and you need to go to all the parties or as many yes. as you can... They have just released a special party pass where you can get into every party except for the one on Halloween night. And it costs you $299 plus tax for guests 10 and up. So adults, the Disney adults. No discounts are available. But the good news is if you've already purchased a ticket for a party, right. you can apply that. Uh, amount you've paid to the pass so you're not buying it's in addition to a, pass, a ticket you've already bought you're just uh, adding it too so that's actually a pretty good deal if you ask me but uh, it's basically like a Halloween annual pass yes okay, I was thinking so the same thing you're kind of thinking that someone who would do that is kind of crazy you know multiple parties however as soon as it became available, a friend of mine bought it. But she's local, and so it's a little different for her, you know. And she's a 20-something, and they like going to the parties and dressing up. And I think last year she did go to three parties. So it's kind of worth it for someone in that position. If I were local, I would I would probably buy it. So Yeah, I, if this is a great deal if you don't have an annual pass and you live local. Yeah. And you would just want to do Magic Kingdom, you know, a couple nights during the fall. Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, for $300, it's, you can't beat it in terms of that value. Well, and people who like fireworks love that party. They love the party for the fireworks. They love it. Of course, the parade is the best. They do. So, I mean, if you, you know, if you, if you can do it, I mean, heck, I think it's a great idea. I, I would love to do that. I don't think I'm going this year, which makes me kind of sad. I'm hoping to go the week I'm there. I'm kind of waiting till it gets closer to make sure it's not going to rain out before I buy my ticket. Mm -hmm. uh, That's smart. But, yeah, but I'm really excited and I want to see the new fireworks show and the Jack Skellington performance on the stage. Do you know what I want to see? 
I have a friend who's going to be one of the scary butlers, you know, one of the um, actors they have out by Haunted Mansion. And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe I'm going to miss that because he's going to be good. So I'm disappointed in that. But you make a very good point, Rachel, about the rain. I mean, if it's not one of the busier parties, wait, because there's nothing worse than being rained out of a Halloween party, which happened to us the one time we went as a family. So The the one thing it does not mention is if a party is already full, if you're going to be allowed to enter... Oh, good af- point. And after the fact, so I guess in theory, if you show up, I don't know, it starts at seven. Tech- well, technically, it starts at four, right. but it really starts at seven. Let's say it's that night, it's full, and you show up at eight o'clock after it's been shut down. Are they going to let you in? That it does not doesn't mention. That's I guess buyer beware. You're gonna. That's an incredibly good point. Yeah, you're right. Well, the fact that it's not mentioned, maybe it's not an issue. It'd be nice. I mean, they're probably not going to sell a lot of these. But it makes a fun news story, and I'm sure it makes other people think about it. So. It does. And I know Universal offers this type of thing for their Halloween Horror Nights. Good point. So this is kind of like maybe Disney is like thinking, well, maybe locals would want to come more than once. And I am surprised that that price is what it is, because that yeah. just seems low for... I mean, that's basically the price of three tickets. So if, if you pay, you know, it'll pay for itself in three visits. So if I do go, I'm not going with my son or my family. So I wasn't planning on dressing up. Have y'all ever been to the Halloween party without dressing up? Yes. You have? Did you feel weird? I didn't feel weird. I felt like I missed out. Because, I mean, how often as a grown-up do you get to wear some crazy costume and walk around for six or seven hours? I have a Mr. and Miss Potato Head costume. Maybe I could get Nicole to wear one and I could wear the other. That's too funny. Oh, you're going with your friend? Oh, there's so much you guys could do. I'm going with Nicole the agent. Oh, oh, that's right. You and Nicole are going to be there. I keep forgetting that you guys are going to be there at the same time for that training. Um, Yeah, I mean, oh, Nicole will dress up. I get the feeling that Nicole is game for dressing up. You guys should do something fun. So, plus, she's just like you. You know, she's getting a a kid break. So, you know, it's kind of uh, mom's night out. Mom so. sign out, so let's go to the Halloween party with a whole bunch of kids on sh- high on sugar. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to take care of those kids. I don't know oh. about you, but like some people will say, you know, like my friends who don't have kids will go, oh, I was on a plane and a kid was screaming and yelling. And I'm like, whatever. It's not my kid. I don't have to pay attention to it. But I, I think, you know, when I'm at Disney and other kids are acting up, I don't even notice it, you know? Well, see, so. I think that's the teacher in me, though, because I do. Yeah, probably. I just, I just, I would be a bad teacher probably. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it up. Um, Okay. All right. So I think that that's interesting. Okay. I have a really quick story. And before I say anything at all, it's a rumor and there's no basis in like, well, I mean, it's a rumor. So my story is that Carousel of Progress, my beloved Carousel of Progress is apparently going to be refurbished in 2023. Now, I don't know why they're waiting until after the 50th anniversary, but apparently that's the case. And I, there are no more details other than that. But I believe this rumor, because I do have to say, I think the uh, fourth scene is just getting kind of old. Even though I love it, and but I do sit in there and I imagine redecorating it. Um, you know, it would basically look like party, Pottery Barn. So, um, yeah, it needs a makeover. 
What do you guys think? <laughs> you know what would be they would they can't do this because of how it's set up, but it I would almost like to just add another scene where it's more of the future. Because okay. it would go from it would go from nineteen forties with that um with that, you know, the the with the gingham tablecloth and he's in his red sweater, right? right? To jumping to I'm I'm guessing the future, which would be like flying cars and I guess that's what it would go to. Maybe it would just go for current time where they have iPhones and be texting each other um, and tweeting. Maybe that's what they would do. But I, because I, I like that the scene that's now there too, because you know, I like the, the TV and I like how John is. The roles are reversed. He's cooking and the mother is the um, Sarah is the one. Um, oh, that's working. a good point. Yeah. yeah. If you take the Marceline the Magic Kingdom tour, they tell you all about that. Oh, Shameless wow. plug there. But, wait, um, wait, I was on that, that tour with you. <laughs> on that tour with me. Was that the part where I they Probably. let us sit down and I fell asleep? Yeah, because we were cause I was really way. tired. That's all right. That's all right. So anyway, it was good. I love that tour. No, it was very good. But uh, <laughs> so good at putting you to sleep. <laughs> I just, you know what? It was probably one of those days where I had to get up at three in the morning and fly down on a six o'clock flight. So that's what it was. Yeah, it was but a great tour. I, I think yeah. If, it, this should get updated. Of course it should, because he says car. She, you don't, you know, you don't even have a car phone. And talk about laser discs and that kind of stuff. So that could certainly get updated. But it'd be really cool if they could even add another scene. But they, they yeah. can't do it the way it's set up now. They'd have to change the whole thing. I, I think even if it doesn't, if they don't change too much of the scenes, every one of those scenes could be updated as far as just freshened up a little bit. I think. Um, but my favorite scene is the third one, the nineteen like late nineteen forties. Um, they can't change that too much or I'll be really sad. So I love the little exercise machine thing because yeah. I remember my parents having that and they never used it, but I would be like, get on. I'm like, mom, what does this thing do? You know, <laughs> I was just, I thought that thing was fascinating. Well, it's so funny because I don't think it does anything. Right. I mean, it just seems like it's basically, um, you would put around your waist and it would shake your fat. Yeah. And if only that would work. <laughs> Right, you just stand there all day long. I feel in such great shape. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that's working. Sadly, what are those things even called? Um, a booty shaker. <laughs> Get on the booty shaker, everybody. Oh. Yeah, no. Now I'm gonna have to Google that one because I'm like, what is that thing called? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you should look that up. Let us know in the middle of the show while we're, you know, you can interrupt us because it's pretty. Was darn. it from the 70s or the 80s? I thought, well, it's oh, in the original that. 1920s scene. 20s, yeah. Well, yeah, like she's a flapper and she has it and then grandma pulls it out of the attic and the other girl's using it in the 50s. I don't know. What? Wait, okay, I'm wrong there. It's not, they reference it in the 1949 or whatever it is scene. They recognize, reference that grandma had it a couple decades ago is what happened. They don't have it a couple decades prior, but they do reference that they had it. She pulled it out of the attic. Yeah, that makes sense because it's the daughter that's using it. And in the one scene, she's, I don't remember the first scene, but the second scene, she's got the Statue of Liberty thing for the parade. 40s, it's Halloween. And she would be getting ready for, I guess, a Halloween dance or something. And she's on the phone. That's, yeah, yeah, you're right, Chris. Figure out what the name is. They just call it an electric exercise machine. So, hmm. It was $139.99 in the JCPenney catalog. That's a lot of money. What year? That's a lot of money. That's like like my treadmill desk. 
Only my treadmill desk actually works if, you know, you get on it, which I do. But there was a 30-minute timer, a speed control exercise bar, and you were supposed to put it on your abdomen, your arms, your legs, and your booty. Sorry. I have really digressed. This is no, just- you know what? That's the thing about this podcast. We start talking about Disney, but then we teach you something about a booty shaker. All right. Well, that's good to know. Carousel of Progress probably may be happening. We don't know. It's a rumor. Don't quote us. We just wanted to talk about that booty shaker and say booty shaker. Okay, we've got one more before we start talking about the elephant in the room. And that one is Rachel's. What do you have? I have a client who's traveling to Disneyland in October. And with Disneyland, you can book your dining reservation 60 days in advance. Well, yesterday she tried and there were no, there was no availability for any of the inside the park restaurants for dinner times. And so they just weren't even listed. And we looked throughout October and it was not listed. There was like Blue Bayou was not listed one time. And so I called Disneyland and they said that Disneyland has not released the park hours yet for October. So they cannot release the dining options for um, California Adventure or Disneyland Park until those hours come out. So if you're going to be traveling in the month of October and to Disneyland and want to, you know, eat at Cafe Orleans or Carthay Circle, just keep an eye out because there won't be an announcement when they come out either. So you'll just need to continue to check. Okay, here's my question. So they can't tell anyone what the hours are is that because of galaxy's edge or some other reason well that's kind of what i'm wondering do are they because i mean it's been in the news that disneyland hasn't you know had the attendance they'd hoped for so are they waiting to look to see you know i I don't know how they do it there because they don't have as many on you know property hotels to judge who's coming yeah, that's a good point because they have, but they have so many pass holders. Yes. So, yeah, no. And you don't book your fast passes in advance, so you Mm-mm. don't have an idea by that. So, I don't know what they're waiting on, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's been over 20 days and uh, that people could have been booking these restaurants. Well, and you just made a really good point because at Disney World, I mean, one of the things that makes um, their you know, scheduling and planning and everything work better is fast passes and hotel bookings. But they can't, I didn't even think about it. They really can't do that out there, can they? Mm -mm. So it's very spur of the moment. And wow. When you first mentioned this to me earlier today, I thought, well, maybe what they're going to do is extend the hours. But do you think what they're going to do is decrease the hours based on what happens over the next few weeks? I have, I honestly have no idea. You know, they have the big uh, Oogie Boogie party this October that they haven't had before. Yes, and I I like the way you say Oogie Boogie. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) So, I I don't know if that's also, they're trying to gauge that based on on tickets sold for it. I've been seeing a lot more push for that lately. Right. Um, So, you know, maybe they're waiting to see how the attendance is based on the sale of those tickets i have no idea yeah i mean they're cutting it you know it's not like i don't know i mean we're almost at september yeah it's interesting what how sort of galaxy's edge threw a wrench into everything you know it 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 threw a wrench into 
our planning as far as, you know, when we talk to clients, like, uh, you know, I don't know what to tell them. And it's really frustrating because they will say, well, am I going to encounter big crowds? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, last week it wasn't busy. Who knows what, I mean, you have no idea. And I wonder if Disney kind of anticipated this. I mean, you know, the thing is, everybody's saying, oh, Disney's taking a hit. The reality is the parks are full, the hotels are reasonably full. Um, Somebody told me that one of the bigger hotels at Disney World, Riverside, was at like 87% last week. I'm like, well, that's pretty full, you know, for this time of year. So I I just don't really know. It's so frustrating. And I have someone down there right now in Walt Disney World who's kind of frustrated because, you know, it is a little crowded. And I wonder if, you know, a month ago we didn't anticipate this, but I wonder if people kind of decided to get in this week and just, you know, maybe – um you know, visit before all the craziness happens. Although the tu- the touring plans, the uh, crowd calendar was like a three and a four uh, this week for the most part. So who knows? Well, and, you know, I, I didn't really think about it until it just came out of my mouth. And you said that about how Disneyland, they might have expected all those crowds, but they could, they had no idea to know because of, they don't book fast passes in advance. So I bet they really were really disappointed this summer when they had no idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're going to be disappointed. Yeah, when it's not the ex- crowd levels, obviously. Um, but at the same but, time, they had so many pass holders blocked out. So I mean, they kind of had to yeah. have an idea. They had X amount of people. I don't know what that number was. Not yeah. able to go. They would have to. Yeah. And then they, and then you know they offered ticket deals to buy a discounted ticket if you weren't you know a pass holder. So you could even though you're blocked out, you could pay it. Mm-hmm. Discount kind of rate to get in, which is kind of like, you know, kind of like, you know, a little much if you ask me. But. Yes. But, you know, with Disney World, I feel like I can of- often judge the crowd based on if when I get on at the 60-day mark to book fast yeah. passes for a client. And if I can get Flight of Passage and Slinky Dog, I'm like, okay, you know, this isn't as busy. <laughs> I don't know if you judge that like that, Chris, but I can, you know, I feel like that's a good indicator sometimes. Oh, yeah. Well, I've I always say Pop Century Standard and and uh, Port Orleans Riverside Standard rooms. If if I can get those, it's not crowded. That that has been my sort of go to for years. But and those are I mean, shoot, there are still discounts available for next week for Galaxy's Edge if anyone's going. Um, so you know, I mean, they're not in the you know values, but you can find them in the more expensive rooms, which I think says a lot. So. I don't know. I think it's interesting. And I think also, and I, I don't necessarily think everything has been a miss. I, I think people are curious about Galaxy's Edge. I will tell you, I went on the Millennium Falcon a couple days ago. And, you know, I wanted to be a pilot because I've been a gunner and I've been an uh, engineer, both of which in real life it would not be well suited for, just FYI. So I thought, why not a pilot this time? And I wanted to wait, but I was in single rider and they said, well, you know, you can wait, but it kind of messes up the lines if you're in, you know, so I'm like, I'll just go. So they put me out with this family and they had like a dad and a son in the front and the son was about 20. And I thought, okay, well, first of all, the guy was really tall and I could barely see past him. However, his son, the expression on his face when he got to fly the Millennium Falcon was the best thing in the whole world. It really was. I mean, like, he was so happy. 
And he just, you know, he was really like, he was pulling on the levers and doing this. Like, like, you know, this guy had been waiting on this since he was like four. So, I mean, it's like the best. So I think while, you know, people have kind of been hesitant to go and everything, I think when they do, they're going to be blown away. Which might be a good time to segue to me and Adam going to the Passholder preview at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and Walt Disney World. Adam, you went on Sunday. I went on Monday. We had different times. And um, tell me what you thought. First of all, I want to hear about how you decided to go down that morning and come back that night, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I... um... My parents were away, so I have to watch the animals, dog and a cat, and they can't be left alone too long without tearing apart the house. Right. So, if I was going to do this, I was like, I got to fly down that morning, and I'm going to have to, and plus I have to work on Monday. Yeah. So I like, I got I to gotta fly back right after. And when I was looking at the flight schedules, the there was like, the, the schedule wasn't good. It was either like right up against the ending of the time, or it was like three hours after. So... I was like, I don't want to wait around for three hours and then fly and then get home at like nine o'clock at night. So I decided to do it real fast. So I was there for, I got, you know, I had to get the rental car. I landed at 10. I got to uh, Hollywood Studios parking lot by 11, kind of ran into the, uh, through the uh, park to get to the front. Um, And I did some bunch of Facebook live videos of what happened. And then I left about two hours, 45 minutes later. To go back to the airport, unfortunately, there were storms up north, so I actually waited nine hours, which is insane. We actually didn't take off until 11.30 that night. I didn't get home till 3. But the good thing was, is the animals didn't tear the house apart. So my theory of them being alone for too long, I guess, wasn't true. <laughs> well, that's disappointing. I have heard that your cat's a little crazy, I have to be honest. The cat, yeah, the cat will eat everything, and the dog, you know, gets nervous, and yeah, and they chase each other, and the dog will start chewing apart a couch, and which he ate a couch once, or she ate a couch once, so. Oh. But, um, so that part was a little crazy. But Galaxy's Edge, because there are limited things you can do without having a reservation or without right. spending a lot of money, it, it kind of worked out. I did... I rode the Falcon twice. I had the blue milk. I ate at Docking Bay 7. I walked around the shops, the ones that I was allowed in. And I was like, all right. I mean, I could ride the Falcon again and keep walking around. But I'm like, okay, like, given what I, the time period I have, this is pretty good. So Yeah. It wasn't crowded. Was it crowded for you? It was not crowded for me. Well, I, the, I tell you, the walkways, the pathways are huge. Right. They are so wide. It's like Epcot, like World Showcase. Like, they are huge. They can handle a lot of people. So it does not yeah. seem like it's crowded. But the Falcon ride was always 50 minutes or above wait time. Yeah. And there was always a line for Doc Ondar's, um, on, Ondar's Den of Antiquities, which is the, the cool-looking shop. that was a Oh, there was line. a line for you for that? It wasn't long, but we ha- I had to wait, like, for five okay. minutes. And they were, like, letting, like, a couple people in at a time. Um, for those of you who don't know, Disney did a pass holder preview and there were certain times you could go in. You've got a four hour block of time. Mine was from 11 to three. And, um, you know, a lot of people said they couldn't get in, that they got the email late. I got in, I, you know, probably about an hour after they released the, uh, the times 
and um, I didn't have any, there were plenty of things open. There was nothing open on the weekend, but I didn't want to go on the weekend anyway, because I had something I had to do that weekend. I, I didn't feel there was a line. I was extremely, like, like I said, I, I showed up without my paperwork. So I went there, they got me in right away. And it was only like 10, 15. And they were like, just go on in. The other thing was I noticed they weren't making people leave. But they didn't have to make people leave because it wasn't crowded at all. And I just have to say, as an aside, if you can ever do a passholder preview, it is worth chucking all your other travel plans and going down there for the weekend or whatever, because you're never going to see that land that way again. So, um, but yeah, no, I didn't, there weren't any lines. I waited about 15, 15 minutes for the Falcon, but that was a single rider line, so... Your single yep. rider, I waited five minutes, so that, that yeah. was nice. But I missed yeah. the queue. The you missed, missed the queue. Yeah, I missed Hondo, the 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 big yeah. NBA figure, and all that stuff. So and the queue is a beast. I mean, there's a lot going on. It's very long. Um, to me, it didn't seem nearly as long as um, as the one at uh, Flight of Passage. Flight of Passage just goes on forever, but <laughs> the queue for Galaxy's Edge, I thought, was you know. I don't know. Maybe it was just the way it was set up, but it didn't seem that bad. I single rider. There was um, there was a mother and son behind me, and I talked to them, and hopefully they're listening to the show. Melanie and Mark was their name. Mark wants to be an actor. He's oh. going to be in some movies coming up soon. And uh, hi, Mark. He let me hold his lightsaber, which was awesome. That is awesome. I took a picture of it. I put it on the page because uh, I was like, I really want a picture with one, but I don't want to spend two hundred and fifteen dollars. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, we were on single rider, and then they had two single rider passes. And I says, "Well, why don't you two guys go? So you guys can go together." So they that was like a engineer position, and then I was up next, and then they gave me pilot. So which was awesome because I'm like, I want to be the pilot. Yeah. So I finagled my way into that right right hand pilot seat, which is where you get to pull the lever for light speed. So I got to pull the lever for light speed twice, which I honest, I'm not, I'm not, I like Star Wars. I'm not like a crazy i'm gonna start crying fan but i definitely got the feels when i went to pull that lever i'm like oh my gosh i'm actually gonna do this and I kinda that's how out. that kid was <laughs> like he just pulled the lever and he just got the best look on his face and i thought okay i wanted to be the pilot but that was actually more fun than being the pilot is seeing someone enjoy it like that so that's good to know that you felt that way too what did you think about the food did you eat the food i had a blue milk what first. did you think it was eight dollars and fifty-one cents, which is insane, uh, because it's not—it's maybe eight ounces. It's small, it's yeah. It's not a lot. You it, don't want more than that, though. To be honest, let's be <laughs> honest. It's kind of—it tastes. The blue milk is better than the green, but it's a little. I mean, you had the frozen, right? It wasn't the non-frozen. Yeah, it was frozen from the milk stand because the non-frozen is the one in the cantina that you're talking about. Yes, I will eat anything. There are like maybe five things on the planet that I will not consume. The non-frozen milk in the cantina, it's okay, you know, but for the price, I mean, you you drink like half of it and you're like, I never need to have this again. <laughs> the frozen is good. The frozen's good. It's got a good texture and everything, but the non-frozen is like... Hmm, slimy, but satisfying. <laughs> not good. Yes, that it was the Lion King. So the uh, uh, the frozen, I I didn't feel like it had much flavor. It I was didn't like, think so. 
No, it was like a mild tasting, like slushy you get from like Seven yeah. Eleven. But it was like kind of creamy a little bit. Um, yeah, I'd say so. It's not. Yeah. I did not think it was gross. I know people think it's disgusting. Oh no, it wasn't gross. I mean, I don't. I don't know why you would think that. I think it's just. It. It just wasn't. Just, I don't think it, I, it's not spectacular. That's how I right. Look at. Well, and I think some of it has to do with the way it feels. Like it does feel a little slimy, as opposed to. You know, when you eat a slushy, it's this nice frozen. Everybody likes a slushy, uh, but it's got a nice texture. This doesn't have that nice texture. Yeah, the green is kind of yucky. So, can I ask you all some questions uh, from right somebody ahead. who hasn't been there? Yes. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to get to go in a couple of weeks. And I know that there was only one entrance open, but when it opens officially, it's supposed to, both entrances will be open. Is that right? That's what I was told, yeah. Okay, were you able to walk back to the exit entrance by Toy Story Land? You know, you could walk into in the entire land, but at a certain point, there were people standing there with those lovely shrubs. Okay. So, like, I looked at it from the Toy Story Land side, shrubs. And then I looked on it from the other side, and it was shrubs. You know, that's just, that's how... Disney has the shrub wall of, you know, doom. Yeah, I didn't get to see it, the other shrub side from inside. I didn't even bother to look. So, But the main entrance is going to be right there near the Muppets land area. Uh, Yes. Okay. So that is where you would recommend to enter and exit or... I think any place that's convenient, you know, if you're, if you're in Toy Story Land and want to go in, you know, by all means, you should But if you want the there. full experience of entering, because yeah, isn't that's there a, a tunnel point. or something? There's like a little tunnel, yeah. It's not, like in Disneyland, there's this really long, like, five to ten minute walk, depending on, you know, who you've got with you. And if you've got kids dragging behind... Um, and it's spectacular because it, it really does kind of put you in the mood. There's all these trees and then all of a sudden, bam, you get there. And, um, on one side they have rise of the resistance and on the other side they have Chewbacca and, you know, that, uh, little meet and greet there, you know, that's just really fun in Disney world. They don't have that nearly that much space. I mean, it's a pretty short little walk from one, you know, transitioning from one land to the other. Yeah. And because Rise of the Resistance isn't open, there is not yeah. a lot going on in that first 200, 300 feet section. Yeah. So if you if you were to enter from where Toy Story Land is, that's where you would enter and then you would go see buildings right away. And then you probably would reveal a Falcon image from when you turn a corner. And you'd get that, like, there's the Falcon image from Episode 4, New Hope. I, I was kind of hoping for that. I When I was walking, I... I was just kind of looking for it, and I turned my head, and there the falcon was. Yeah. And it wasn't as dramatic as I was hoping it would be for me. <laughs> Do you know what I'm waiting to find out? And when I stood there, it looked like the spires behind the falcon were much higher than they were in land. I need to find that out. So if anybody's listening and knows, let me know, because it was driving me crazy. I'm like, this just seems taller. But um, I'm sorry, Rachel, you were going to say something? Well, I have a couple more questions. Okay. Um. So... I cannot ride Star Tours because it makes me it makes me sick. I I can ride Soren. I have not been on Flight of Passage because I'm I'm a little leery that I would also get sick on it. Do you think somebody would get sick on Smuggler's Run? Yes, there's yeah. no question. If you okay. if Star Tours makes you sick, Smuggler's Run, I don't know. You maybe can take a little like anti nausea medication, but it's probably going to make you sick. Okay. 
Next question. So for example, flight of passage, I haven't gotten on it because I was afraid I'd get sick, but I still asked to walk through the queue because I wanted to see how incredible it was because I'd heard so much about it. Right. Is it worth walking the queue to for Smuggler's Run if you're not going to ride it? Okay, that's tough because I feel that the queue to me, there's a lot lost on for me personally in the queue because I there's a lot of stuff there. I don't know what it is. Stuff that's supposed to look like tools and boxes and the kind of things you would see like in a shop where they're working on, you know, a spaceship spaceships. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a lot lost on me. And and that brings it back to an, an issue that I think a lot of people have had with, you know, but two in general is that most people aren't familiar with any of those stories. There aren't a lot of stories behind it. There's just a brief reference in solo, which is probably one of my favorite of the new movies, but I don't think a lot of people really liked it. So I think that you, there's not a lot to kind of get out of the queue unless maybe you're like a really hardcore fan. Okay. So there's nothing interactive in the queue or, uh, no, I don't think so. Maybe you got to go with the app, the, uh, the play app and use your data pad as they're calling it in the land. Because that's going to reveal a lot of things in the queue and around the land. Whereas, because I think they're going away from like interactive buttons and switches in the queue yeah. to use your phone. You're going to have to figure out what this says, what this means, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I feel like we're all so looking into screens so much that sometimes, yeah. you know. I don't know. But see, I can see you being the kind of person who kind of gets into finding out what all that interactive stuff with your phone is with the app, you know, not for me, you know, like we could have done it when we were out in land, you know, we were in that line for a while and, and we just didn't even bother because, but we were hanging out and talking. So it was a little different, all but right. um, I have one more question for you all. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I, I know there's the ride. I know there's Oko's Cantina. I know there's the other restaurant. When I go, are there like three things you would tell me don't miss this. Not of the big things, but you know how there's the little things? Like I'm thinking about, for instance, um, at Diagon Alley, how there's the little posters, you know, there's just little things that you don't want to miss, but you need to, you've got to use your eyes to look for them. Would, are there, could you name me a couple of things that you're going to say, don't miss, look for this, oh, yeah. find this? I would say a couple things. Uh, you're going to have to listen because when you're standing there, there will be sounds of ships whizzing by, landing, and it's direct from the movie. If you remember how the spaceships sound, that was really cool because I was just standing outside area and all of a sudden I hear one of those ships land and I'm like, what the heck? And I turn around, I'm like, where is the... And I realize there's no ship, but it made it sound like it was landing. That was really cool. That's awesome. I was trying to think if that happens in any other Disney park area where you actually... I know they have background music, but is there actually sounds where things are happening where you think it's going on right next to you? And I I mean, I think Pandora, they have like the sound of the animals making noise, but... Uh, right. I don't know if like a banshee sound is landing on a tree next to you or something. So that was really cool. Doc Ondor's Den of Vantico. There are, it's like a museum. Half of it seems like it's a museum. There's so many like Star Wars, which some of the stuff you might under recognize, some you might not. There's so many Star Wars like knickknacks in there that just to look at are interesting. And then there's a lot of stuff you can buy and pay for, which were very expensive. But uh, so they have things to observe in the store as well as to buy. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I walked in that 
and and if you want, you can check out you know one of the Facebook live videos I did. But I walked in there and I just like looked around. I'm like, wow, look at all this like statues of you know the old Jedi's and helmets from stormtroopers. Okay, so I would geek out with that stuff. That would yeah, excite you, me. Yeah. Okay. And I the other thing that was really cool was. The, when the stormtroopers and Kylo Ren are walking around and they're interacting with guests, and their their audio has got a lot more sayings than they than you're used to, because they will pick kids out of the out of wherever they are and start talking to them and you know tell them you got to put the lightsaber away or whatever heck you know they they reference it and the droid and they want you to like join the um, the first order and all that stuff. That is really cool. I, there's no schedule. They're just walking around. You got to find them. And they, they sound just like them. And, and not to keep going here, but the cast members are amazing. How they are, like, living in the land, literally. They, you know, they, they make it seem like they, you know, their, housing, their house is right there. And their their uniforms, their costumes are, are so detailed and ornate. And they're so different. Everybody has, like, a different costume. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, like, just everything is so immersive. I mean, I don't know that I could put one thing down past the really obvious stuff, you know. I mean, I just... For a while there, I just sat there and looked around and watched the people experience. It is kind of a big part of it is so many people grew up with those movies and they love those movies and they watch them with their kids. It's just fun to kind of watch other people enjoy it. They do have some really fun shows. You know, they have an officer from the First Order come out and he gets in trouble from you know, Kylo Ren, who comes out briefly, and then they walk around. They have a lot of interaction with stormtroopers and people walking around. That's kind of fun. I don't know if that's going to continue, but the interaction that they had going on when I was there was really nice. Um, Were there any Jawas? No, I didn't see any. (laughs) You know, they took those out of Star Wars Launch Bay a while back, and I loved those little characters. I thought they were hilarious. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't see any, but that doesn't mean, you know, not, I mean, cause it's tough because are, are those part of that planet? You know, is that part of that story? Because I remember a long time ago, Liza asked about Yoda. Is Yoda going to be there? Well, no, because he's not part of that story. And I think that, that that gets back to the fact that there's a lot of things that people are really familiar with that they won't, or maybe they, they expect, but they won't see in that, in that you know, on that planet. So. Yoda is there, though. Where? He, he's in the lightsaber experience. Is he really? Oh, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Don't, don't tell too much. Don't tell yeah, too much. Don't All tell right. people too much, because I did not know. So, no, But do you so, have to yes. build the lightsaber to see him? Yes. Well, oh, you know, so that's worth the yes. money right there, just to go see Yoda. $200, $200. for Yoda? I'd Plus do tax. it. Not really, oh. I'm cheap. <laughs> well, see that. Okay, now here's my. Are they closing Star Wars Launch Bay, or are they keeping that open? They are no, keeping that open. Yeah. Yeah, because you're gonna be able to meet uh, Darth Vader now in there. Right. Okay. So and, the, and, still the character meet and greets will be over there. And one one of the things I heard was that Star Tours Launch Bay. That's because it's it's you know it's not part of the planet Batu, right? It's actually used will be used in the future to promote films and TV shows and things like that. So it has a place and it's not going anywhere. And that's why Star Tours was never in the land, even though it's actually really close to it. So Yeah, I I um I ate at Docking Bay Seven, which is the bigger quick service. What'd you have? I had the Endorian tip yip. Oh, the chicken salad. thing? That just sorry say that again. So bad. No no tip no yip? not no, it was the chicken salad. Not oh, the, okay, the chicken salad. How was that? Not the chicken brick. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, the chicken brick looks really unpleasant. It's it like does. a big 
chunk. It was just a you know green salad. It had roasted cauliflower, which was cool. It had um, like grilled chicken. It reminded me a lot of the green you know the green salad type you can get at uh, Satuli and Pandora. Right. They have a dressing on there with the mustard seeds. It was very heavy on the dressing. Yeah. A lot of flavor, which good flavor for me. I liked it, but it was very heavy on the dressing. So if you're somebody that uh, is looking for a salad because you want to eat healthy, but you don't want to eat, you know, pounds of dressing, ask them to put it on the side. And uh, I, the only thing though is I don't want to sound negative, but it was expensive. I mean, that salad was fourteen and change. Okay. But that's pretty normal for a quick service meal at Disney. It did not seem as... It was not as big as this I'll get at uh, Satouli, though. And I believe Satouli is less. Maybe it's not. But I just... uh, And then I had a bottle of water, which was dumb, because they have... I could have just gotten a cup of um, tap water, and I don't know what I was thinking, but... Well, I wanted the Were you around. thinking that Florida tap water is kind of funky? No, I, I have no problem with it. I have no problem. Cause really? The good thing is they have they have jugs. Um, I don't know if you noticed, Chris, but they have the, the coolers all over the place where, with the paper cups. No, I didn't see up, that. Yeah, they fill up your water. They had them in Docking Bay 7. So if you wanted to fill up your bottle right there, you could do it. I wanted a bottle because I was going to planning on walking around with it. But then I dropped the lid top and then it was over. Right. The food was, I mean, the blue milk was eight and change. That's that's a lot. And then I thought even just the salad was a lot. But yeah. Um, and then I I don't want to do another negative, but the in the Falcon, if you're not the pilot, I got an engineer the other time, and you're just sitting there and you're constantly turning your head to hit the button and turn back. Yeah. And you kind of get disoriented and you don't really know where you are. And because you're two rows back, it's you don't really see much of the screen. So. If you okay, get, if you I'm going to agree with you. I, I yeah. hate to say it. It is absolutely true. I I feel like you do see plenty of the screen. You see enough. And even for me, like like I said, the guy when I was the I was a pilot, not the pilot, the um, gunner. The guy in front of me, he was a little tall. It was a little hard for me to see over his head, but I could see on the side. So that is a problem. You know, if you have little kids. That's a big negative for them. I mean, I can't imagine like a seven-year-old seeing much. Um, but I hate to say it, you're kind of right. If you're not the pilot, there's not a lot to do. And I still have, and I need to read about it, but I still haven't figured out if like when you're firing your weapon, if you're actually shooting anything at anything, because it didn't look like it. So Yeah, you're hitting the, you're supposedly hitting the train or the, yeah, or the, you the know, TIE kind fighters of, that are flying by yeah, you. Yeah. But it's hard because you're turning your head to the left to hit the button. Right. And unfortunately, you're missing the screen. It's like too bad, like the buttons aren't right in front of you. And if the pilot keeps hitting the walls or the ground, it's going to shake the whole the whole ride. And if you've got like a bad back or something, I, I, man, that back seat, that's that because that seat is stiff. So it's, there's right. no give. So they're hitting the walls and I'm like bouncing against the back of the seat. And I Facebook lived it for everybody that wants to see it. And that was that was a rough experience. But uh, the pilot was unbelievable. That's like everybody's going to be wanting to be the pilot, I guess, unless if you have like yeah. anxiety issues and you don't want to have pressure which i could totally understand oh yeah the, i will say the good thing about being engineer or gunner is you could just sit there and not do anything and right. just watch and enjoy the ride like as if you're on star tours and there's nothing wrong with that it's like, true just sit there and enjoy it you know watch i mean they'll let the let the they let the other gunner handle it <laughs> it's also it's also pretty short you know like i was yeah, a was. little surprised like like when you get back into the um you know the place where you land the plane the plane again I'm like, oh, hey, you know, 
is there not more? You know, like I, I maybe a minute or two longer would have been great. So yeah, I think it's like I don't know. It's a, it's a really fun ride. Um, I mean, I don't think it's intended to be, you know, the main attraction in there. So, but I mean, it is phenomenal. And when you go into the area where they have the little Dejaric table, I know that's a word, where you play Wookie chess and uh. You know, that's fun. You get your picture taken. You can look around at all kinds of things. I mean, there's a lot going on. And I I think, you know, overall, everything about this land is phenomenal. I'm just excited to see them do a couple things. One, I'd actually like to see them maybe change up the food a little bit. I, From what I've heard, overwhelmingly, people don't like the food. I will just say it bluntly. I've not heard anything good about the food except one or two entrees that they have in the quick service. And the other thing I'd like to see is, of course, I'm, I'm waiting for Rise of the Resistance to open. So, And I'll be there, <laughs> of course. Um, anyway. This, uh, wait, the Wookie, back to Wookie Chess. Do you have to ride the ride to see it or is that in the queue? No, no, it's in the queue. You could go right up to it and just say, okay, I'm done. And then the only problem is they, they wouldn't at this point. So you're given little, um, cards, all, all six of you. So two pilot, two gunners, two engineers. And at that point, then you go into the big main room where you kind of wait to get into the Falcon, into the cockpit, I should say. And if you stopped right there, you know, you don't have to go for the ride, but the problem is then they have an empty seat on that, on the Falcon. So well, could you just tell them that you're just in line for the queue and you don't need you a car? You probably could. You probably could. I mean, uh, I would imagine. I don't know because that room is not, it's only meant to hold a certain amount of people. But you know what I think they could, you know, like when I was in there, Adam, they had, they were backed up and mm-hmm. we probably had five or six groups in there at the, at a time. Yeah, but I mean, five or six who they know of. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they'll let you through. I don't know. One one you little would, Rachel, I think, can fit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna say you would be amazed how many things I still get to see and do. Um, you know, like it seems like they they're used to it, I guess, because I'll. I mean, I, you know, just be. I'm honest and I say, listen, I'm not gonna ride this, but I just want to see. Yeah. And. Um, I- you know, even the Hogwarts Castle, back before they had Express Pass for that, they let me go ahead and enter through the VIP line. And they didn't even have Express Pass, just so I could walk through it and see everything. Now, don't and, they have a, a line for you to go through regardless, that if you can do, you know, because I've done that, because right, I don't want to ride I'm saying, that either. They accommodated yeah. people. So yeah. I, I think they when they create big attractions like this, they do think of the person that might not be able to ride, but still wants to see the queue. Well, in Hogwarts castle, you have to walk through it. You know, that's just the best. Well, in flight of passage, I think that where the, what's the deal called? The blue thing. Uh, Let's call him the blue guy. Cause we haven't seen that movie. (laughs) (laughs) What is he called? Great ride. Don't know anything about the movie. But you know what I'm talking about. He's in the the lab. Yes, he's in like the water floating. Yes, that's amazing. And I I think if people are, I tell my clients, like I have some that'll say, there's no way I'm writing that. I'm like, fine. But if you want to go wait through with your party, Mm -hmm. that's a pretty incredible little lab. I mean, it's a long wait, but it's still neat. Let, Let me ask you a question. Have you done Flight of Passage? No, because I'm afraid it'll make me sick. 
So now I don't know. See, to me, Star Tours is much more nausea inducing potentially than Flight of Passage. Just just so you know, I, that might be something to try when you and Nicole are in Disney World if you guys get a chance. Well, no kids, you know. Yeah. See, like even with Soren, I have to. I didn't write it for the longest, and I have to sit. I can't sit in the middle. I have to sit to the side where I can look and find the wall. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah, um, but I, I mean, I just, I consciously think through things and try to figure out ways that I can do a ride still with my family, but I have to be able to find a stationary object right. to focus on. I gotta yeah. be honest, I, if you're saying that though, I think you can ride Falcon, because Falcon is not that intense, I don't think, as the movement, no. even as Star Tours is. And it's definitely not as intense movement as Flight of Passage. The only the thing that hurts is if they hit the wall and then you're bouncing against kind of your ch- your your chair. Right. But that's not really a movement thing. That's more of like a pressure. You know, your back hitting it against the back of your chair. You don't. There's no free fall sense. There's no an anti gravity sense in Falcon. It's not. I I think you could without knowing you. I think based on what you're saying, I don't think you're gonna have that much of an issue as you might think on the Falcon. Okay. Well, I'm planning on trying it. I mean, I always say I'll try anything once. I just with Flight of Passage too. I've had Parker with me, and if I'm a little concerned, I can't have him ride it with me too for the first time. You know, it's one of those things. Yeah. Mommy's got to be confident, and so we just yeah. We got up to the very front one time we were going to do it. And I was like, okay, I was showing him my brave face and he got scared. But the cast member was so nice. Like we walked, got all the way up there and she met him and was talking him through it. And she even let us go in and see the ride. Like as people were exiting, she took he and I in so we could see the actual uh, ride contraption and how it worked before they brought the other group in. And, you know, sometimes... That helped with him and myself. Just sometimes a little bit of knowledge of what you're going to get yourself right. into helps. He still backed out, but I think it, it made him more comfortable for maybe the next time we might could do it. I like that you don't push your kid on rides because a lot of parents do. And I'm always like, you know, and they're always like, oh, we have to try one thing. No, you really don't. You know, I mean, I believe in letting them go when they're ready. And all of my kids turned into ride junkies when they got older, but we were... We were very careful about, you know, what they did. Well, and he um, slowly worked his way up. I mean, we, you know, we ride a lot more than we, and so if I, I mean, y'all, the first time we went in 2006, I'd never been on a roller coaster yeah. and we rode Goofy's Barnstormer and uh, they, they give out a little card to children for their first time to ride a roller coaster. Uh-huh. And I got a card. I, I mean, don't blame you. <laughs> I just. But I've slowly, I mean, we, we do a whole lot more than we used to. Um, and Parker has become more brave, but that's all. I'm always one of those. I just, I don't think you should force kids. And if you are, you know, I often tell my families, if you think a child might be scared about that, let them watch it on YouTube or talk to them what's going to happen because sometimes, you know, knowledge is power. Speaking of children. Um, the one place we didn't talk about, which I think we should, real fast, okay. is the market where they have all the different oh, shops. Oh yeah, the market's fantastic. It's it for it is unbelievable the detail. I what I thought was cool was that you don't really see the cash registers, so it's almost like as if it's just kind of like 
you just look at stuff and you can pick it up and and figure out if you want and it kind of like hidden hidden away is where you would pay for it so it's not as it's not as obvious that it's a store it's more of a oh let's look at this thing and kind of like a i want to say museum but it's kind of like um that's what you told me about earlier right or no is this a different place no this is this is different this is that that was Doc Ondar's where it's like it's obvious that they're selling things against the wall, but they still have all the artifacts in the ceiling and and other places on the walls. But this is now the marketplace where it's kind of open air. This is where they sell the popcorn. This is where you can get the plushes. But these are not like Star Wars branded items. These are like things that you would buy in if you lived in Batu. So it's like a they have like you know a Wookie you know sort of plush, but it does not look like Chewie. It looks like almost like a toy cartoony version of Chewie because it's kind of handmade. That's like what they're going for. This is where you can get the and I wish Tony or Chris were, or uh, Mark were on with us because this is where the you can get the alien that sits on your shoulder that remind that's from uh, Jabba the Hutt. Oh, the little rat thing. Yeah, the rat-looking thing. Yeah, you can. They have similar, like how Pandora has the banshees that sit on your shoulder. They sell one that sits on your shoulder, and that was pretty cool. This is it's where you can the, look. at... They sell the little rat thing. That thing's creepy. Yeah, yeah, they sell it, yeah, and you can like move them, I guess, with a clicker or something. It is tiny, Chris. You would you would probably agree with me. It's a very tight quarters. It does not hold a lot of people. So if you're window shopping, quote unquote, there's no windows, but very small. It is small. I mean, it does look like if you, it, you know, they haven't made the you know walkways really wide. It, I guess they wanted to keep it more authentic looking. So it is. It's not you know super small. I mean, you can fit a lot of people in there, but it's it's uh, going to be a tight fit you know banging into people all over the place just yeah i mean yeah a little bit i mean they have you know the popcorn in there they have the other quick service which is just kind of like a quick you know get a wrap or you know Lots maybe get, they have, yeah they have like beef jerky and stuff in there well it's turkey jerky and i mean to be honest it's terrible um you didn't like it people, no did Ugh. like it but maybe not yeah i didn't like it the one thing i had in there that i thought was good okay First of all, the little tiny round Cokes, adorable. You have to buy one, even though they're really expensive. I, the, yeah, they are. Yeah, I did get one, but I was afraid. I wanted to bring the bottle home. Yeah. But I was afraid of getting stopped on the plane of having a grenade looking. Sure. Bottle. Yeah. It did, does wanna, look like that, right? I didn't want to get, I didn't want to miss my flight. Although, you know, in fairness, it was nine hours later, but so I, I threw it away. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know what? I tried to keep mine too, but then I was like, okay, I have so much. Cause all I had was like a little overnight bag. I'm like, I'm stuffed yeah. enough, but, um, no, those were adorable. And the other thing that I had that I really liked is they have like a little, and I don't know the name of it. They have all these crazy names for things that are just basically in this case, a little bit of beef on some noodles and kale, um, and mushrooms. That was fantastic and i recommended it to a friend of mine who had gone there and she had it as well and thought it was really good so um there are good things to eat in there but the the, one of the complaints and i want to address this before we stop but one of the complaints is people are like well there's not that much to do well okay when you go to Fantasyland, do you spend four hours, five hours in Fantasyland? No. You leave. You go in. You do your rides. You might get something to eat, you know, take some pictures, and then you go. And I think there is plenty to do in Galaxy's Edge even without Rise of the Resistance open. So don't think that for a second. Now, I did not spend four hours in there. Um, I would have spent a little longer than I did, but I was meeting a friend of mine for lunch so I, you know, headed over to Yacht Club and we had lunch there, which was delicious. Um, 
But I mean, I think, you know, there's plenty to do and I don't think people will be disappointed. I think, I think there's something with Disney fans right now. They're really trying hard to figure out what's wrong with galaxy's edge. There's nothing wrong with it. It's pretty close to perfect. Um, Chris, you mentioned popcorn real quick. Is that oh. the kind of popcorn that you refill your refillable bucket or is it a different mm. kind of popcorn? It's totally different. Okay. I don't know if Adam had it. It's like sweet and spicy. So one is this blueberry popcorn that's sweet, but not overly sweet. The other one is spicy. Again, not overly spicy. Like most kids would be okay with it. Um, it was okay. It was a little stale. I mean, but you know, um, but it was okay. I'd eat it. I would eat it again. I like popcorn though. So there you go. I didn't get it. The line was long, and I was like, I have limited time. I really sh- don't have time to wait online for this popcorn is, that I might not like, so I'm going to skip it for now. This is the total record. I think the shortest I've ever been in Disney World was maybe 20 hours, but for somebody to be there as short of a time as you, I, I'm impressed. So. Less than three hours. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. But well, I think you, you did en- the right thing. You encouraged me to go, and I was like, well, annual pa- I mean... In, in the end, it cost me about $550 all in with the rental car, the, the parking, the food, and the plane and the flight. And uh, once when I was able to get a cheaper flight and that was better timing, I was like, well, I mean, I don't know. I was like, I'm 29. Like, I can do it. I don't have many other responsibilities. Yeah. I might as well just do it. So, I, you know, you encouraged me and I, you know, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I should go because it's Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It's, it's an AP preview and... And I like seeing things when there's not a lot of people just because you can see more. Right. Because then once when it fills up, it you know, it's hard to notice everything. And then you're kind of like, you get more stressed out because there's just a lot of people. But uh, I think you made the right decision because you're never going to see it like that again. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that's that's true. I, I don't, unless if the Thanos thing happens and half the people get wiped out. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm see it again. <laughs> that's so. too funny. It's worth it to go. It's some of the experiences are a little expensive if you ask me. But if you want to look past that, it's it, it's unbelievable to look at. It really It is. is. Oh, I think it's wonderful. I really do. I I love it. So well, I'm so excited to go and I'm so thankful you two went so you could share this with us beforehand. You know? I'm I'm excited y'all got to go early. It was a sacrifice, Rachel, and <laughs> one we're definitely willing to make again. So and again. Um, and just, I, I'm sure this will get out pretty quickly. Um, so we will be down there. Liza and I will be down there for the opening. We've said before, we're actually sleeping in the parking lot so we could get in. And I, Liza and I probably will, you know, we'll probably record something really quick down there. Um, I have to say that I think it will be interesting to see it with Liza who basically hates Star Wars, but loves rides. So we'll see. Any and other thoughts? And then you'll thoughts? see how it, how it is crowded with a lot of people yeah i don't know i don't i'm not thinking about that adam i'm not thinking about it at all (laughs) and i also think that there will be a lot of napping happening that day because probably going to be up all night so no what i mean is it'd be more realistic because what we did yeah oh yeah not yeah very you know i I don't want to sound pompous or anything but it's not very realistic it's not how it's not at all no it isn't Um, and and i even still waited for blue milk i still waited to get into doc ondors i mean there was still a wait for the the droid i didn't do a droid but i, I was able to get into the, the store which is really cool to look at but there's weights for things and then and a 50 minute wait for falcon so if it was like that for preview uh you know i can't wait for the first day well i'm going to try my hardest because you know it's going to be opening at six o'clock 
in the morning every day for the um, September and October. For extra, pro- extra magic hours. Yes, if you're staying on property, you can get in at 6 o'clock. Otherwise, you'll get in at 9. So I'm going to do my best to roll out of bed and be there at 6. So the rumor now is it's going to open at 5. I don't oh, know. Good if gosh. Well, oh, at least, sweet. yeah, <laughs> like at least the first few days, that's the rumor. There's a lot of interesting stories going around, though. So well, who knows? You know, they did that with Toy Story. They would tell you 6. And people would get there early and they were letting them in. Yeah, Because exactly. they might not announce that you get in at five, but they're going to tell people to be prepared for five. You know what I mean? Because that's right. what they did with Toy Story. I think Chris, it would you, be... you were there for Toy Story opening, right? I you was, did that. yeah. Yeah, that yeah, and they was let you in early. Fun. Well, yeah. and, and they opened it the night before. They did their media event. Uh, and then, you know, once that was over... I guess they got rid of the shrubs and let everybody in. <laughs> I, you know, I, I haven't been disappointed yet by anything that Disney has opened. I have to say, I mean, although I really have to say, I love Toy Story Land from the moment I walked in. I didn't have any uh, hesitation, and I thought the rides were really fun, and I love how everyone can pretty much enjoy them. You know, Galaxy's Edge, I had, like, I don't know. I just, there's so much going on there. It's really hard to take it in. It is phenomenal, though. Oh, I do want to say one thing before we close. One thing I had heard was that the colors that they use, like the color palette that they use in Disneyland was different than in Walt Disney World. And I think that's true. And, you know, it's all basically the same Except in world, maybe the colors are a little richer. You know, you're not, like in land, it's very beige. Like, it's just like the desert almost. But in world, you have a little more greens and some oranges and other colors kind of here and there. Which I think livens it up and makes it much more enjoyable. So I think that's because, and don't quote me on this, California has a lot of sun. And it washes out a lot of the paint. Toontown gets washed out quickly and they're constantly like repainting Toontown yeah. and Disneyland. So I think they were like, well, it's going to wash out the paint and so let's just make it so that it already looks washed out. Whereas World, yes, Disney World is hot. However, there's always clouds and there's more there's a lot more there's a lot more non-sun time in Florida. So and the color comes out nicely with the gray clouds. It does. I don't want to sound you know morbid because yeah, you you like to have a nice sunny day, but it's a cloudy a lot in Florida. And uh, the colors from the rocks and everything kind of pop more, I think, with the gray background. So yeah, I th- I kind of think that's why they did that, just because they don't want to go back and repaint things in in uh, in California and then in Florida. It, we don't want it to, because it'll blend. If it was all gray and you had gray clouds, it's all going to kind of blend together. It might not look well, too good. Well, I I don't know. I that's I didn't hear that. That doesn't make kind of some sense. I did hear crazily enough. Some of it has to do with the humidity, and I I'm not sure how that works, but I've heard that that's why they have like slightly different colors. I have no idea, but I did feel that it was somewhat noticeable. Not overall. I mean, if you weren't looking for it, you might not notice, but. I definitely was. I can't wait to see it at night because I I felt like Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland, like you go through it during the day and it's, like I said, overwhelmingly beige. And then at night, it's these gorgeous colors, you know, shades of blue. So um, I will say one thing. In the Florida heat, it definitely made the term 
bright suns come to life for sure. <laughs> I was like, you are not kidding. Cause it was it, the day I went in, it was, Oh God, it was so humid. And I don't normally notice the heat that much because I'm used to it. I live in Georgia, but it was very humid on Monday. So not that I'm complaining because I was walking around in Disney and not sitting at my desk. So anyway, any final thoughts before we close up? I would say if you're a star Wars friend or not, don't hesitate to go. Yeah. You might be a little confused if you're not a big fan or you don't even know what's going on. But you will be able to appreciate the detail that they put into the buildings and into the, you know, the rock spire work, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, the Falcon it's Ride phenomenal. Really, the Falcon Ride is really good. I mean, even walking in to when you, the, whatever the heck the white paneling thing is that you walk into, it's just like the movie. And I'm like, and, oh my gosh, it's like, wow, you're really... The movie. Yeah. Like, this is it. Like I'm looking around for Chewie and Han Solo. Like where are they? You know. Right. And I guess you, you know, it's Disney. You got to look past the price and just accept this is what it is and just roll with it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Rachel, what about you? Any any plans? Any? Th- what's the first thing you want to do? I just want to sit there. I think. I think I yeah. want to just walk in and just absorb um, and just look around. I, I, I like. I love that Adam mentioned that about the sounds. I'm all into the you know all my senses being activated. So just to just walk in and just look and hear it and smell and just I don't know. I'm very 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 excited. I you know I I didn't think I would be, but after yeah. hearing you all talk about all this. And knowing that I'm going to get the opportunity to be there in three weeks. Sorry, I'm getting a little tired. Y'all know me. I get teary-eyed. I'm getting Yeah. Because um, Star Wars is a huge, huge part of my life. Right. The first movie I remember seeing with my father in the theater was Return of the Jedi. And, um, you know, he passed two years ago. But I that movie is a connection to uh, for right. me to him. So I did my dad's eulogy. And I ended it with telling the story of um, I still cannot watch Return of the Jedi to this day when he starts electrocuting Luke. I still cringe and I remember being scared in the theater and I crawled in my dad's lap. And my dad said, Rachel, it's going to be okay. The good guy always wins. And I told that story at the end of his eulogy. And then I said, you know, in the end, my dad found a situation he couldn't talk his way out of. But he was one of the good guys. Oh, my God. So... Star Wars to me is not just being in the movies. So I'm very excited to see it, but I think it will also trigger many emotions. With it me. will. Now I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it because that's really amazing. And I didn't know that. I, I knew a lot about when your father passed because we talked a lot about it, but um, I didn't know about the eulogy. So that's really sweet. And I know from hearing you that your dad was an awesome guy. So. Most of the time. <laughs> yeah. He, he was a character. Let's he was a that. character. He, he was. Well, that's why so many people liked him. Yeah. So. Yeah. And not to get all philosophical, but Star Wars movies, if, you, if you're listening and you haven't really watched them, they are more than just, you know, lightsaber fights and Star Wars, no pun intended. They have a lot of, you know, deeper meanings and especially the original trilogy. And there's a lot of story in them that you kind of have to figure out. They really are good stories about, you know, good conquering evil and 
and, uh, you know, fathers, you know, gets rid of his son, forgets about him, and then, you know, wants to bring him back, and then, you know, defending him, and it's more than just, which is why some people get emotional on it. Which yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, which is wonderful. That's, that's what makes us human. Oh, wait. I thought my insatiable greed and, no, I'm kidding. That <laughs> <laughs> maybe human. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay. All right. I think we should close this out now before somebody cries, and it won't be me. Um <laughs> I want to I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank you two for sharing your stories. I really enjoyed it. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we have a private Facebook group where you can join us. And if you're planning a vacation, check us out at MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. We would love to help you with your next trip, and our services are always free. Have a good night, guys. Good night. Good night.